If you have a smart speaker, you have access to the entire world of NPR and St. Louis Public Radio. All the latest news and all the captivating stories. Activate our voices with yours by telling your smart speaker to play St. Louis Public Radio. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. So around their ears, you know, they've got a lot of glands um, that put out oil, so they're pheromones, right? So their ears, their cheeks, under their chin, and then on their back at the base of the tail transfers onto your skin. And it, what it tells them, I mean, two things. One, the humorous side is, you know, they own you, right? They own so you. They put the oils on you. You, you are now their property, right? <laughs> so... You just, you kind of get a sense, you know, from your cat, they'll let you know. Feels like almost with people, like you need that emotional intelligence <laughs> to understand your cat's gonna give you feedback. <laughs> you know, it's whether or not you choose to pay attention to that feedback. I'm Sarah Fenske. Angela Staling's new book may sound like a topic you don't need a book about. It's called How to Pet a Cat. But reading it may change your mind and your relationship with a feline who rules your house. Angela Staling is an artist who lives in Wildwood, and she joins us today. Angela Staling, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Angela, who needs a book about how to pet a cat? Isn't that instinctual? Well, it is. It, it truly is. And honestly, the whole idea about this book, I, I mean, it really was you know, based on humor for me because I, the inspiration came. We were on a family trip and, you know, we we're talking about how much we missed our cats. And all of a sudden, you know, I was I was reflecting on, oh, I love to pet, you know, Rocco, or he really loves it under the chin. And my one daughter's like, oh, no, 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 he loves it on the back, you know, by his tail. And then my other daughter's like, oh, no, you know, on the ears. And so all of a sudden, it just dawned on me that, you know, there are all these different ways that, you know, here we thought we all knew his perfect way, you know, what, what he thought we thought he loved. And, you know, it just was so funny to me that there are all these different petting methods. And I just, I fell in love with the idea and I thought it honestly was hilarious. You know, do you really need a guide on how to pet a cat? And I just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And so, you know, I put together this proposal and sent it off to a publisher and they immediately loved it. And they're like, this totally strikes a chord. You know, we have to do this. So And this is this is Chronicle Books. You've worked yes. with them before. What was your first book about? Uh, it was a houseplant book. So happy houseplants. How to make your houseplants happy? It, actually, yes. <laughs> I kind of see a theme here. <laughs> yes, there's definitely a theme. <laughs> now that one, I have to say, as a person who has killed multiple houseplants, <laughs> I feel like there's probably many people who, who need to read this book. But do you think part of why Chronicle Books like this idea is it's just kind of funny to think about like, okay, you can do this better than you're doing it. You, you can serve your Lord and Master and he will be, <laughs> he or she will be grateful. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and it really is so ironic. I mean, I, as any cat owner would know, I mean, there are times you'll pet your cat and you know they're just annoyed, right? I mean, they don't like it. And, um, so, and there really is a science behind it, and I did not know that when this whole idea came up. You know, I am, I am truly not a cat expert, you know, at hand, but when this whole idea came together, 
you know, it just, it, you know, I ended up researching more and more and exactly why do cats not like being petted in certain areas and why do they prefer other areas? How do you even begin <laughs> to do research like this? Are there people who've studied this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a scientific thing. I mean, so it really truly comes down to where they have, you know, certain glands. So around their ears, you know, they've got a lot of glands um, that put out oils, so they're pheromones, right? So their ears, their cheeks, under their chin, and then on their back at the base of the tail, um, they have these, you know, their sweat glands, and, and so they produce these oils. And what happens is when you pet them in those areas, they love it because it transfers onto your skin. And it, what it tells them, I mean, two things. One, the humorous side is you know, they own you, right? They own so you. They put the oils on you. You, you are now their property, right? <laughs> so, so you know, it, it's that just goes into the whole, you know, cat superiority. For sure. I mean, they have that <laughs> in spades. But you were saying this is one of two reasons they like it. One is that they own you. What's the other reason? Well, I mean, it, it just because it, it, it creates that safe zone. So yeah. if you ever notice, you know, if, if you have a cat, you know, they rub their cheeks, you know, either up on the couch or on the corner of a wall. They're or, kind know, of working these yes, glands. Yes, they are very much working those glands. So they want to get those oils onto their environment that lets them know it's a safe zone, right? So they're marking their territory. So obviously when you're petting them in those areas, they love it, right? They're marking their territory. It's a safe zone. So, you know, that 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 is something that, you know, they really love those certain areas where you pet them. So now you've done this scientific research, and I love it because this book be began with sort of a lighthearted family. I don't want to call it an argument, but you had different points of view on this. This probably gave you... Um, uh, great ammo to go beyond your daughters to become the cat's favorite person. Do you feel like what you learned in this book is is paying off in terms of your popularity within the home? Well, I, I I think so because I'm also now more in tune with you know the petting methods that might annoy them. Right? I mean, you got to take the whole thing into consideration. Absolutely. Right? So you know, like the moments where you know I, I think I've I've got one here in the book where. You know, you might see your cat, you know, laying with his belly up and he looks so cute and you want to go run and pet his belly. But, I mean, a lot of times a cat will show you his his or her belly as as a sign of, like, I trust you. So, for example, you know, there's a lot of vital organs, right, that are in that area. And so a lot of cats don't like their bellies petted. I mean, you will find the few that enjoy it and you're lucky if you have one of those. But, um, you know, I've learned that, you know, I might have that urge to go run over and pet my cat. He's yeah. laying, you know, with his belly up in the air. He looks so cute and his little paws are dangling over. But, you know, I've kind of learned to give him a little bit of space. So I might just touch him just a little bit, you know, just feel him out, feel him out, you know. And because it's 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 his way of saying, hey, I trust you. I'm letting you see my belly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I never, ever thought of that before. But yeah, you know, part of what was interesting about this book is you have and you give them all these very funny sort of charming names of, of how to do these various pets. In fact, I should I should read some of these names. <laughs> but for every um, instruction you have of here's a good pet. There's also a petting method that annoys yeah. your cat. There are just as many that annoy them. Oh, that is so true. That is true. And one of my, if you want to call it a favorite, you know, from the annoying side, I'm not sure that my cat would appreciate that. Um, this is not a hair salon pet. Okay, so that is the name of one of the pets. And so basically what that means is if you pet a cat, and I find it to be, we, we have both a short hair and a long hair cat. And I notice it to have more of an effect on my short hair cat. And it's basically 
running your hand you know, along their back backwards, you know, from the tail going up to the neck. Yeah, so, they yeah. do not like that. <laughs> no, right? I mean, that's, you know, you would be annoyed too, right? If you're brushing your hair, you know what I mean? It falls a certain way and you brush it the other way. I mean, it, it's just that a little bit of an annoyance. But, I mean, scientifically, I mean, besides that, um, you know, it also, what happens is it allows the hair to stand up, right? So you're kind of creating these tufts of hair that are standing up and so heat is able to escape, right? And so a cat really tries to kind of lick their hair back down in place. And so it really kind of helps insul- insulate them, right? So it just, and again, that's them conserving energy. It's just, it really feeds into this whole, you know, way a cat just, I mean, really protects themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating how what on its face seems pretty funny. Like, you're really tapped into cat physiology here. And this is not at all your background. Oh, no. You're an artist. Right. Uh, did you feel a little bit out of your comfort zone going deep into understanding the cat's body? Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, for sure. I, and again, you know, I only know it at a surface level, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it just, yes, it was certainly a research project for me. But Well, so I want to talk a bit about the illustrations because that is what makes this book so charming. And it's also what made your career. And of course, we are talking about the book, How to Pet a Cat. We are joined today by the local author, Angela Staling. She lives in Wildwood. This is her second book. Uh, the first was about happy houseplants. Um, I imagine cats are a little more complicated to capture in illustrations than happy houseplants were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was definitely... A lot of research, of course, to try to capture all the different, you know, positions of how how they're sitting. Or, um, and then, of course, I have my own cats in here as well. I so they were models. They Yes, I, I, they are models in here as well. Correct. <laughs> but you also drew on some Instagram famous cats for this? I do. Yes, I have. Um, the Instagram is Ben Ben Cat Cat. So um, he is a wonderful shelter cat. Uh, this family rescued him, and so he's got quite a big following. Um, so he made an appearance. Um, I have Floyd the Lion is another one. Um, he is uh, in the You Had Me at Hello Pet. Um, so he is just the cutest cat. So um, enjoying the, the pet under the chin. <laughs> and how did that work with these famous Instagram uh, cats? Did you get the permission of their owners to, to include them? Yes, yes. So my publisher reached out to them on my behalf. And so, you know, they they were so thrilled to be a part of it. And Yes. So So this is just such a charming book. I understand, you know, even though you did this deep scientific research, um, you're not going into this thinking that this is a book that people are going to pour over or include in the footnotes of their (laughs) their cat physiology papers. You're thinking of this as sort of a fun, gifty kind of book. Um, Is your publisher able to get placement in the kind of shops where people might want to pick up something just fun for a party? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I think this book should be in places anywhere you can purchase a book. It's going to be in Target. I, I that is yes. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that seems like for an author, oh, like that's where you want to be. Yeah, it's a dream come true. So I'm very, very excited about that. Yes. So I'm curious to hear just a bit more about your background. You know, you obviously didn't set out to become an author. What uh, what got you started as an artist? Uh, well, I've always loved illustrating ever since I was a child. So that was just a natural, I guess, progression for me. Um, I've been doing this, honestly, for probably over 25 years. So I've designed a lot of home decor products. So anywhere from dinnerware to stationery to wall art that you would see in Target and 
Bed Bath & Beyond and all different stores. When you um, say you designed it, you designed the whole product or you're doing the design that goes on the product? The design that goes on the product. Okay. Correct. So the artwork that goes on the product. That's you. Yes. <laughs> How, that seems like just the coolest job. And, and frankly, mm. I, I imagine there's a lot of teenage girls or even like my seven-year-old, you know, mm. who might listen to this and think, that's what I want to mm. do for a living. How do you get started on that kind of path? Well, and, and actually, I'm glad you said that because I do a lot of career fairs um, out at in Wildwood at the different schools just because kids, you know, don't know about this. And it's right? a cool job. It really is. And I never knew about it growing, growing up. So I don't think it's really anything taught in schools, colleges, high schools. Um, so there are different trade shows that you can attend um, to get started in that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's what we call in the industry, we call it art licensing. So if you ever want to just Google the term, I mean, you will find all kinds of information. But there really is a whole network of artists that I mean that's what we do that's our our career so and you kind of get your foot in the door by going to trade shows yeah, and, and showing off your work absolutely absolutely that's I mean I think the best place to go and just to network you meet so many people even if you're not showing off your artwork you know the first time around you get to see how others are doing it and yeah I, I can't speak highly enough about it that's so cool. And you're doing this from St. Louis. Is that Does that end up being sort of a strategic spot to be doing this kind of work? Or you can do it from anywhere? You can do it from anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, for example, we, we lived um, in Europe for a year when the kids, I have three children when they were young. And um, you know, it was something we could do remotely, and this was that was in 2008, so many years ago. <laughs> so now, even more so, to do it remotely. So I wanted to talk to you about your cats, Theo and Rocco, but I am hearing that people listening to this conversation just have so many questions about wanting to know more about how to pet cats, and I'm going to refer them to this book. They need to get their own copy of How to Pet a Cat. But here is a big question that we're getting: Is there an ideal sensitivity? to how you do this? Like, do you want to pet super light is what I think they're asking? Or do you use a little more muscle? Well, I, I think, again, it obviously depends on your cat. And if you have one that is very skittish or nervous, of course, you're going to start lightly. Um, some of the easiest places that you may want to start are like under the chin or on the cheeks or just, you know, around the ears. I would say if you want, if you're just trying to get to start, Petting a cat. A cat that is not already your your (laughs) lord and master. Exactly. You're approaching your future ruler. Exactly. You begin lightly. Yes, yes. (laughs) And a particular hand motion that you'd suggest beginning uh, with that that, uh, cat Um, lord. I know. I, I again. I think it, it's it, this really is a humorous topic, right? But I think like under the chin, you know, it's just it's a light scratch. You know, you can just go back and forth, you know, under the chin, and you know, I honestly, I think each cat, of course, is different, right? So you'll kind of gauge their response. I mean, like our one cat, our fluffy cat, he honestly prefers when you pet him harder. You know, he just, mm-hmm. I think, the light touches don't do it for him. So. You just, you kind of get a sense, you know, from your cat. They'll let you know. Feels like almost with people, like you need that emotional intelligence to understand (laughs) your cat's going to give you feedback. You know, it's whether or not you choose to pay attention to that feedback that's going to show whether or not this works for you. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I hope this book will lead people into a deeper and more meaningful relationship with their cat. Do you feel like that has has done that for you and Theo and Rocco? Or has has one maybe responded better than the other to these techniques? Oh, I, I think so. And 
again, it really goes back to, I mean, the, the ways I think I was annoying my cats, right? I mean, you take it for granted that they're going to enjoy every time you touch them or, you know, enjoy however you pet them. But um, I've learned to appreciate, you know, maybe they need their space and this is why. You know, even like in the sun, you know, they prefer to lay in the sun and it helps build up their energy reserves, you know. And so a lot of times I'll want to go pet them. But, you know, I think they'd rather be left alone because they're soaking in that solar energy. So so this is how to pet a cat. It's also how not to pet a cat. <laughs> Angela Staling, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Thank you so much, Sarah. You can find out more about Angela Staling at AngelaStaling.com. Everybody wants to be a cat Because a cat's the only cat Who knows where it's at Tell me everybody's picking up on that feline beat Everything else is obsolete. This episode was produced by Sarah Fenske and Evie Hemphill, with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.